Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This, this, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Daddy's hosting today, kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I think it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on. Baker's the one. You're breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you first. Today's guests. ESPN MLB insider Jeff Passan, Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore, PGA Tour golfer Mark Hubbard, plus writer and director Ron Shelton. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Can confirm, sources say, and there I am, right here on Peacock, uh, Sirius XM Channel 85, NBC Sports Audio. Great to... See and chat with all of you on this Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, the Odyssey app, our podcast listeners. Every Everybody has a right to download a podcast, and we're available where all podcasts are available um, and acquired. Thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network, our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show is your safety net for anything that you may miss over the next three hours. We've got four guests uh, we're four wide today, and we're three wide in studio with me uh, right here under center for you. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are you? What's up, Rich? What's happening? Uh, DJ Mikey D is indeed nuts. Mike Del Tufo getting set to uh, uh, complete day three of his uh, wow, Los yeah, Angeles I mean, Rich is... Eisen Show residency oh this, this week. Is... <laughs> uh, TJ wow. Jefferson, good to see you. The candle, uh, candle's lit. You already lit candles the candle. Lit. What's going on? It, we know pre-show I heard Mikey and Chris and Adam yeah. discussing their favorite genres and times of hip-hop, and i got to say, I found it quite amusing. They weren't even including oh. me into the combo. Uh, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't hip hop. We were talking about eras of music. Oh, music and you chose to not get involved. Well, I mean, you know, I was standing right there. You're so far away. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very good. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, I don't understand. Things were going so great. <laughs> Thank you. We just started. What happened? Something we, must have happened. We just got. We just started. I, I just said I found, I found your conversation. Why would, you, why would you just come on the air and air a grievance of something that happened what? 10, 15 minutes ago it, that you could have rectified on this okay what i said was i found it amusing their conversation that wasn't a grievance okay. it was just an no, observation you, there was a tone that we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to music well i mean i can't help it that you read into it like that oh god <laughs> let me step in then let me step in and say, i can't believe i have to separate i will pull this car over what is happening it's all right uh, welcome to this program everybody um it's uh it's the July 4th weekend that's coming up. The National Football League is dormant with the exception of um, whatever's going on in that conference room, wherever they are uh, in the NFL world, talking about Deshaun Watson's past history, transgressions. That's going on day two of his disciplinary hearing is happening. 
um, in the world of uh, actual football players that are are, are not in such a uh, predicament. DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers will join us at the top of hour number two. Um, we also are going to have on this program Mark Hubbard, our new favorite player new on the PGA Tour. We mentioned this last <laughs> week prior to the Travelers there in uh, River Highlands in uh, Connecticut, Cromwell, Connecticut. Uh, the TPC there, where I have still left many divot marks from 1996 through 2003, my tenure at the Worldwide Leader. And um, we mentioned him because um, he was the one who got a spot in the Travelers because Brooks Kepka was tapped out because he's playing on the Live Tour. And he and Patrick Reed appeared at a press conference this week, and um, they didn't have much to say. And um, you see that Kepka looked at all the reporters and honestly said, "You know, I, I never considered joining the Live Tour until after the U.S. Open." Whatever, <laughs> sure, bro. <laughs> honestly, there are so many lips Your moving on tour on that Live Tour. There are so many moving lips on that Live Tour, and you know what? The the reason why we're having Mark Hubbard on is because he's that tour professional who's been grinding on the tour since 2015, who got a spot last week. When he finished uh, tied for 46th. Top top 50. And so now he's uh, at the John Deere, the next stop that uh, tees off tomorrow. So we figured let's have him on and talk about the world of a grinding professional tour player. And uh, I'm imagining he has not gotten a call from Greg Norman or the Saudis, or or whoever who, whoever that person who might knows? be that's I mean, contacting maybe. players for um, for the the live tour on behalf of the live tour. I think we know who is, um, and it's former professional player David Sims from right. Tin Cup. That's right. And I can't wait to bring that up <laughs> to Ron Shelton when he steps in studio in person in hour number three. And he's got a new book out called The Church of Baseball about the making of of Bull Durham and this book is terrific and I'm already thinking it maybe should be like a TV show like The Offer which I'm into Susie and I have been binge watching now that our children aren't around asking for the remote or screaming and yelling at each other or needing one of us to break each other up because they're all in camp your house oh Oh the church of baseball everybody (laughs) Ron Shelton will be here to talk about this book and all of his tremendous movies that we have fallen in love with one of the best storytellers I know here in Los Angeles that I've gotten a chance to meet in the last 20 years. He'll be here in Studio R number three. And there's a lot of baseball on the brain. I mean, it is June. What's today's date? Rich, it's well, June. actually put it. Do we have the uh, American League standings? Oh, yeah. We have the American League yes. That's my way of asking what day it is. There it is. Hey. Yankees won again last night <laughs> as Jose Trevino, the catcher from uh, nowhere, figuratively nowhere. He keeps hitting home runs. Well, he came up with the first run batted in for the Yankees last night, which is all they wound up needing because Trevino called a good game behind the plate. No runs for the Athletics, well, which helps, is a usual it helps thing. That you're playing a double A team. Well, I mean, they, they, they don't have anybody who's hitting over 250 on their team right now. I understand. But Trevino, not only he threw out, he picked off a runner at first, he threw out a stealer at second. And he was hitting fifth last night. He's now hitting fifth in the order, and that's a uh, it's a great number for the Yankees because their 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 win total currently starts with a five <laughs> and ends with a five. They oh, have a speed nickels. limit right now. They can't through seventy five games. They have won fifty five of their first seventy five. A judge struck out three times last night, and they still won that game. So, Chris, what day is it? 
It's June 29th. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so baseball's July. on the brain. June 29th. The All-Star break is here in Los Angeles. That'll be fun. The All-Star game is here in Los Angeles coming up next month. And and the crazy thing is, um, it, it appears, uh, a Los Angeles Dodger here in Los Angeles probably looking forward to that break so he can go back to Atlanta. <laughs> I have been around this planet and this sports world for quite some time, folks. Thankfully, thank the Lord. Uh, I'm very fortunate, very, very fortunate to have been talking sports ever since 1994 when Redding, California, KRCR Television. We're on in Redding every single day on this crazy sports radio world. And, um, and then I got to Sports Center 96, the NFL. In, uh, in 2003, the NFL Network. Anyway, I, I, I bring up my, my past in history just to say is I, I've never really heard of a uh, free agent making his, uh, uh, like $160 million over a contract. Uh, much of it, uh, a, a large portion of it, deferred to the point that once this player retires, he gets $5 million a year up until 2039. I mean, he's going to make Bobby Bonilla look like a deferred money pauper. <laughs> That's a really good Deferred money pauper. Great. Yeah. Put that run down. And you're also signing for that money in Southern California. The sky is blue. The sun is bright yellow. The ocean is gorgeous. You could choose wherever you want to live here in this beautiful spot. Great place. And the team that you've signed with. Perennial contender because they don't care how much money they're spending. They they look the make the Yankees and Chris, your Red Sox and now your Mets, TJ, look like bikers when it comes to just spending money. <laughs> they're tight wads compared to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Never heard of a player signing into that situation and have signers remorse. <laughs> how many free agents have signers remorse? There have been some. I would say. Yeah, there's, there's some. Cooling off, period. But no Freddie off. Freeman, by all accounts, wonderful human being. One of my favorite videos I've seen in the last 15 years coming out of baseball was him meeting a kid dressed as him trick-or-treating, right? Remember that video a few years ago? Freddie Freeman yeah. stopped trick-or-treating with his kid, saw a kid dressed as him trick-or-treating and surprised the kid. Just wonderful. He's good people, man. And you saw him... Back in Atlanta this week, teary-eyed, I mean, really emotional. The fans love him. He loves them, and he's wearing Dodger blue, and he's crying, and I totally get that is happening. Uh, It makes complete sense that you go back there, and you're feeling that emotional, and you're showing it. And and as you know, I show emotion here all the time. I feel like Dick Vermeule sometimes on this show. I'm crying a lot here from this chair. (laughs) But I am who I am, and Freddie is who he is. But then came the news yesterday. You let me know that he, he it looks like he's changing agents now. Right. Or got and rid I'm of like, his team, yeah. Why would he be changing agents? And, I don't know, you put two and two together, just reading into a situation, I don't know, just, you just read stuff and you see stuff and you hear stuff. Is it possible Freddie Freeman, when he went back to Atlanta, chatting around a batting cage or strolling through a hall, ran into somebody from the Braves organization 
who told him a backstory or two about his negotiation to stay in Atlanta and how it broke down and what the Braves were told and what his agent may have been telling the Braves that he might not have somehow known, which is wild because Freeman was unsigned going into the lockout. And there were people signing before the lockout. Didn't Scherzer sign with your Mets before the lockout? I think he did. People were being signed before the lockout. Freeman was not one of them. Coming out of the lockout, people are signing left, right, up, and down. Who was one of the last to sign? Freddie Freeman. Yankees, you know, kept the light on for him. They put his jersey on their hope chest in the Bronx and then decided, screw it, we got to go to Anthony Rizzo, which is, by the way, outstanding. Outstanding. And I'm glad they didn't bring in Freddie Freeman because, you know, he might be somewhat emotional still in New York. Having signer's remorse with a Yankees team that might have 50-some-odd wins with him. Rizzo's hit big home runs. He's, he's only hitting like 220, but I just love everything about him. And he was with the team last year. There's no chemistry issues. It's certainly there is a chemistry issue, it seems, with the Dodgers. As Clayton Kershaw quoted as saying over the weekend, it's very cool to see Freeman's reception Friday night. He's obviously been a big contributor for our team, and I hope we're not second fiddle. It's a pretty special team over here, too. I think whenever he gets comfortable over here, he'll really enjoy it. It was a good night for him Friday. And Clayton Kershaw, another great human being, who, by the way, I've seen personally uh, trick-or-treating. That's right. (laughs) Dressed as Mr. Incredible. Had no idea I was strolling up to his house trick-or-treating with my kids. (laughs) Another great human who understands other great humans. And even he's saying, I hope we're not second fill. It seems like as we're on, well, uh, I, I know we're kind of coming full circle here. What's today's date again? It's I'm not going to, I don't need to see the standings. It's What's June the 29th. Uh, June 29th. He still hasn't adjusted to life here in Southern California. Let me tell you something. When I signed with NFL Network as a free agent for far, far less money and nothing deferred like this guy has deferred. It took me a grand total of five minutes to be acclimated to Southern California life and NFL Network. I mean, it was great. Even when I was showing up and I was seeing ESPN at the Super Bowl. I'm like, this is, I'm living my life, man. The grass is so freaking green here. You have no idea. And I was in 10 million homes on NFL Network compared to at the time in the peak of no cord cutting and cable television. 105, 110 million homes on ESPN. I had somebody come up to me when Susie got the two of us into an NBA All-Star party as she was covering the Lakers at the time. I even got somebody coming up to me saying, I watch you every day. I'm like, no kidding. You have uh, NFL Network already? And the guy says, no, I don't have it. Well, you're on NFL Network? I'm like, yeah, I left ESPN. He goes, when? And I'm like, months ago. And he looks at me and goes, are you all right? and i'm like i can fog up a mirror for you if i want like this is the stuff i was going through (laughs) and i wasn't being paid all that money like freddie freeman's being paid and my network wasn't winning all the time a lot like what freeman's dodgers are doing 
I didn't have anybody sitting there going, Rich, this is your new team. You know, you know, we're pretty good here, too. I was in. Freddie Freeman doesn't appear to be in yet, does he? Doesn't appear so. He has got something in the past he needs to bury, and the first thing apparently he's using to bury is his agents. And, you know, do we have the uh, NL West standings? I don't know if we have that built, but there it is. Thank you. Mike Hoskins on it. So it's a crack staff, Rich Eisen show. That's a, a game and a half lead. The Dodgers have as many wins as the Padres, and there are the Giants just five behind them. Remember I was joking the other day saying the Dodgers, like, can we just win 100 games in peace, please? Because <laughs> yeah. last year, you know, the, Do- the Dodgers <laughs> and the Giants had the same number of insane triple-digit wins. I mean, they need Freddie Freeman all in. Maybe you should talk to Mookie. What it's like to leave your East Coast championship team for Los Angeles. How you can live life. I don't know what's going on, man. It's weird. It is a signer's remorse. But it's not like he's struggling. He's hitting over 300. Yeah. He's... yeah, so what do you think the Dodgers are thinking right now? Like, I have no they, idea. What, <laughs> Clayton <laughs> Kershaw, the leader, okay, the man who, who's now above the guy who just got a statue outside of Dodger Stadium, I think, earlier this month, Sandy Koufax, in the record books for lefties in the history of this organization, the leader <laughs> in that clubhouse and tenured Dodger is saying it. I hope we're not second fiddle. We've got a pretty special team here, too. He almost went Acuna. He almost went full Acuna on Freeman there. <laughs> you don't want to go full Acuna on Freeman. Never go full I don't know what's up. It's weird. It's weird. It's rare. And it's something to keep an eye on. As the All-Star game's here. Did Freeman make the All-Star, All-Star team as yeah, a Dodger? Uh, let me check how the voting's going. Let me see. Did he be upset about that, that he can't go home to Atlanta? I shouldn't. Look, I shouldn't. But he's from uh, out here. He's from I, Orange County. I... I, I I, I'm making fun. I'm making light, and I shouldn't because, again, I know how emotional it is when you feel like you could have stayed somewhere and kept everything going, and I have no earthly idea, and this could be born out of, uh, I don't know, how old are his children? You know, if his kids are having um, a rough time adjusting yeah. to Southern California life, they pulled him out of school, they don't have their same friends. Like, there's a lot of life stuff that I'm glossing over here that I might be, you know, out of line having a little bit of light with it, but it's it, it, it's it's very weird, um, and I know Dodger fans are already talking about it, and I'm wondering if Dodger players are too. And it was kind of like Clayton saying, "Hey, it's uh, time to turn the page. You're here." Freddie's third in first base uh, voting, behind Paul Goldschmidt and uh, the Polar Bear. Oh yeah, baby, Polar Bear's going to win that one. He is not going to win that. Paul Goldschmidt has one point six. Oh, that's right. Uh, Cardinals fans are. (laughs) It's just it's so Cardinals fans get open up a Budweiser and then stuff the ballot box. Right. I mean, I I think you can vote ten times per day. I think for your. Is that right? I think so. Oh, I thought it was five. You mean I can do five more? I've been I've been slacking. Dang. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, we'll take a break. Your leading vote getter. Uh, There's one thing I want to talk about is uh, this first order business with Jeff Passan. 
worldwide leader in sports, which also just dropped a long read from Don Van Natta on Rob Manfred, uh, the commissioner of baseball. So lots to talk about Rock with him. was saying earlier how much he loved that story. Oh, he loves Rob Manfred. Um, although when we met him, you kind of digged him. You kind of like meeting him. I mean, you're nice to everyone. Well, all right. I got a picture of you guys hugging it out. DJ Moore of the Carolina <laughs> Panthers will tell us uh, what's going on in his neck of the woods. Also, Mark Hubbard. PGA Tour player getting ready for the John Deere. I'll ask him if the Saudis have reached out to him. And then Ron Shelton in studio on hour number three. Do not miss that. It will be dynamite. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the program as well. Jeff Passan on the world of baseball when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back Best. here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Outfit, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, we saw him at the uh, Emmy Awards, right? We did. In New York City. It's the last time we saw him. Tremendous. I mean, my gosh. His, it, it, wow. a chiseled what a head of hair. Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, the only thing better than his chiseled head of hair is, is his game as a writer and a reporter and a tweeter and a, and a, and a, a television uh, information Fair man of note from the worldwide leader in sports. You, by the way, our our our, uh, um, uh, our our sound man just wanted to add something but turned his microphone mic off. He had, he had it I was on typing and something and I would have okay, been yelled very at. Very good. At any rate, that's why we didn't win the Emmy and he was part of a, 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 a piece that did win an Emmy that night from yes. the worldwide leader in sports. <laughs> And uh, on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, Jeff Passan here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Jeff? Oh, well, Rich, I, I too, have an empty nest right now. Oh, my God. What, 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 mean, hold on a minute. What phone are you on? It sounds like you're, 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 you're talking through an auto-tune. Where are you right now? All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get off these stupid headphones. Oh, my God. 
We're going to get on. Oh, oh, my my oh, there we go. Dude, you yeah. sounded like one of those 60-minute interviewees that needs to be hidden so the <laughs> tobacco industry didn't come after you. Like, that's what it sounded out. like. Yes. Charlie, we're, we're, Charlie Brown's teacher. Here's the thing you understand. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. I was I was last night. So so yes. one of my kids is at camp uh, uh-huh. or going to camp tomorrow. Okay, and another one is uh, on a dude ranch in rural Arizona with my parents right now. Okay, and uh, you know I got back from a trip and I come home and it's just me and my wife. Like we haven't had this for a long time, and and it's great. It's quiet. It's quiet it is eerie. The house. It's eerie. It's, it's but eerie. at the end of the night, yes. I came into the room and I looked at her and I was like, you know what sucks? She's like, what? And I said, chores. And having to take the trash out because oh. your kids normally are the ones oh, who take it out and having to gosh. do the dishes and having to sweep the floor. Dude. All the crap that you make your kids do, uh-huh. all of a sudden, you're the one who's got to do it again. What and sort it of... really gives you an appreciation for what you're putting your kids through. What sort of Oliver Twist operation are you running there in the Passion household? Jeff, I, what's going on, You've got to teach work ethic, no, right? No, I, no, I understand that. No, you're right. You're right. You have to, you, you have to <laughs> make sure your children do not grow up of... <laughs> obnoxious privilege is it wrong and, that in the last three days i haven't taken the trash out once is that a problem i don't know no. i mean how like how mm. how wasteful are you <laughs> how wasteful are you i love that i'm very wasteful man including your, your time uh here on the rich eisen show so uh <laughs> let's 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 jump right into it um jeff the freddie freeman scenario that is unfolding here in los angeles is intriguing i mean the, the guy is contributing the guy is uh producing yeah. uh, like freddie freeman uh, we expect him to be but um the emotional moment in atlanta the letting go of his agents the quote from uh, clayton kershaw saying yeah. that uh, i hope we're we're not second fiddle uh, right. it appears that a page has not been turned by freddie freeman yet let's so let's get into it what can you tell me about the Freeman negotiations between the Braves and, and his team when he was a free agent that, that is still festering in your Yeah, I mean, I, I think when it comes down to it, Freddie Freeman has said this. He wanted to be back in Atlanta. And this turned out to be a very cutthroat negotiation where – uh, Freddie Freeman's side wanted a certain number of years and a certain amount of dollars. And the Braves essentially said, we're not going to do that, and went out and traded for Matt Olson. Like, the Braves were, were ready to turn the page, I think, before Freddie Freeman was. And in free agency for him, uh, you know, for a lot of guys, it's Valhalla. Like, I'm going out there. I get to chart the course of my career and my life. I get to pick one of 30 and there's great power in that, but there is also great responsibility and, and the responsibility in this situation goes beyond baseball stuff. It, it dovetails directly with your life and with what makes you happy. And I think Freddie Freeman probably didn't recognize in the moment what was going to make him happiest and prioritize that and make sure to say to his agent, this is what I want to do dollars are not the most important thing to me i want to be where i want to be and where he wanted to be was atlanta and where he is is los angeles but i i also think that this is the sort of thing where a few years down the road we're just going to look at it like hey 
this was his moment of closure. This was the time where the emotion got out and where I appreciated, frankly, the, the way he spoke his truth and was willing to be a human being publicly and say things that you're not supposed to say. But uh, to, to me, it's a lot different if he is not producing. I think the fact that he's been as good as he's been, that he's hitting 300, the on-base is almost 400, that the slugging is almost 500. It's a classic Freddie Freeman season. And there are a lot of faults that are forgiven if you're out there producing. So what Clayton Kershaw said, it's understandable. Like mm-hmm. I totally get it. But uh, at the same time, I, I wonder if this past weekend is, is going to, in the long run, be seen as the time of closure where uh, he, you know, to, to steal a cliche, he became a doctor. <laughs> well, the question I have is, is why would it, this be the moment where he changes representation is it possible he found out something he was unfamiliar with about his negotiations this past week in a tunnel a hallway an office a moment a phone call being back in atlanta is that possible i mean i i suppose it's possible i think he probably knows the the course of how things went though at this point and sometimes it takes time to process this sort of thing. I mean, he, you know, the, the, the rumor throughout the industry was that he had fired his agents. He came out publicly and he's still working through things with them. Okay. You know, Buster only reported that he's listed as self-represented at this point. And frankly, it's all inside baseball and kind of drama. And I, I don't, I don't know that, um, you know, agent goings on are really all that material, frankly, to the general public. This is just one of those things where it's car crash and people are rubbernecking to try and understand what exactly happened when what happened is it's done. It's in the past. It's buried. And Freddie Freeman took a pen, put it in his hand and signed on a line that said six years and $160 million with the Los Angeles Dodgers. No, and I know that Jeff Passan. The, the the two things that I, I'm I'm just fascinated by, and then the the other one, uh, I, I'm in, you know concerned. The fascinating one is you know we've all been in negotiations. You have for your job. I have multiple times, and you know, um, and and I just know that you'll get um, at some point a last and best from your employer. You know, with the message of we love you. This is it. You know, and if you yeah. come back and you push and say, well, this is mine, then that's the end of that. You know, I learned that um, the hard way uh, with ESPN in 2003. And uh, I have used that as a frame of reference every single time I've been involved in a negotiation. Yeah. Did did that not happen? Did 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 Freeman think it was still possible to accept a Braves offer and then found out Matt Olson was coming? Is that literally what happened? Like, because that's you know, the way I'm reading I, it. I don't. I... There, there are enough stories bouncing around and enough versions of it that I honestly don't know what the actual truth is here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there are some who believe he wasn't told specifically what the offers were. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, I have a difficult time believing that because if, if that's the case, then uh, either someone is blatantly just not doing his job or more likely you're not asking the right questions like there 
there needs to be some agency, no pun intended, in this process, right? Like, if you are the free agent, uh, certainly you're giving the duty to the agent to go out and negotiate on your behalf, but you need to be involved. This is your life. You need to know everything that's going on to to demand knowing everything that's going on. And I, I think that, you know, Freddie Freeman has been with his agency for the entirety of his career. And, you know, that that trust was there. And one just hopes that trust isn't breached in a situation like that. Well, and again, the reason why you call it inside baseball is you and I are having a conversation about a player and an agent, and that really doesn't mean much to the common fan right. or any fan or the uncommon fan, what have you. But what does is is that even though uh, Freeman is producing on the field in a manner that we're, he he he's 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 gotten us accustomed to, uh, and that the Dodgers were buying, that. Clayton Kershaw still felt the need to say, I hope we're not second fiddle. And that's the thing, right? Like, yeah, that's the thing. That's a, like, Clayton Kershaw doesn't just say things. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I know. I mean, that, that, I, I think that there represented, um, the, the nicest way possible to say, Hey, uh, for all of this love you're giving the Braves, we understand it. I, Clayton Kershaw, a guy who has spent his entire career with the same team, certainly is in a position to understand it. But at the same time, okay, it's done. We're we're almost halfway through this first season. Um, you got everything out you need to get out. Now let's move on and go win a ring. Jeff Passan here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, is there any possibility that baseball sees the brawl between the Angels and the Mariners and does something another rule no. change nothing no. like that's that's cool it, i mean it, it, they listen, suspend but like, like i i don't like brawls um i okay i take that back i'm amused by them i i was <laughs> i was on another program earlier today and and i will repeat what i said there i i it brings out like my inner beavis i just <laughs> sit there and i'm like ah yeah fight fight you know i <laughs> I get very excited about that. But then you see Archie Bradley breaks his elbow in it. And you see Anthony Rendon going out there and shoving Jesse Winker in the face with a, um, you know, a cast on his right arm and he's shoving with his left. And you, know, you see Phil Nevin get suspended for 10 games. You don't get suspended for 10 games if he didn't do something that was beyond the pale if you're a manager. And uh, you see Jesse Winker get seven games when – if he had, and, and listen, I understand why he was as mad as he was. The reality is if Jesse Winker uh, turns around and walks to first base, this doesn't happen. So uh, there, there, was, there was clearly some, um, some fire there that was going on. And it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's not a surprise that two underachieving teams uh, that are below 500 and that had playoff aspirations and are on the outside looking in right now want to show themselves that there's still some fight in them and that they took the figurative rich and made it literal so why wouldn't baseball at the very least um automatically suspend anybody who comes in from a bullpen anybody who you runs know, 300 feet to join a fray and if i'm not mistaken know, two of the players who got a, suspended that's a, that's a very interesting question. I had this I had this debate with my dad uh, probably a month or so ago, okay. and and his his thing was if you come off the bench, then you should be suspended. 
And and my problem with that is if that's the rule that's in place, um, it's one on nine. Right. Right. It's the batter against an entire team. And what happens if that entire team happened to be the aggressors? Um, you know, if you're a teammate of a guy who's out there literally on an island, uh, you, you want to go in and make sure he's safe. And that's why J.P. Crawford was coming over the top with his forearm strikes. And uh, that's why Julio Rodriguez was in the middle of it. They were out there to stick up for their guy. And I don't, I don't blame him for that. Like, I, frankly, I, I appreciate sticking up for your teammate. But uh, remember in scenarios where uh, I think it was maybe Hunter Strickland threw a pitch at someone and the guy was, the guy really wanted to charge him out and Buster Posey could have held him back and didn't. <laughs> Buster Posey was essentially saying, you know, I'm so tired of this. Yeah, just go go beat him up. It's fine. Maybe maybe he uh, he'll learn something if he gets punched in the face. Um, I I do think that players are going to look at this, Rich, and say seven games is a lot of time to miss for for Jesse Winker, and uh, especially if I'm on a playoff caliber team, I can't afford to right. miss that time if I'm one of the more productive players, if I'm one of the more important players on the team, because if I do, it, it could be the difference between our team making the playoffs and not. Now, I know, and Tapera and Iglesias, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and it, it's the second inning, I'm assuming they entered the fray from the bullpen. But it, it, if you were suspending a, a manager like uh, Nevin 10 games, right, and Winker 7, you're clearly trying to stop this. You're tr- clearly yeah. trying to create a deterrent. Why would you then, right, because, because why would you allow 20 more people to enter a fray, Jeff? Like, why would you do that? Why, just say, you guys, let, let the, this 22 on 22 is fine, right? Like, this, whoever, or how many people are on a, a major league bench at any given time? 30? On a, on a bench? Yeah, like no, 30, 35? No, not, not, even, not even close. I mean, I'm including anyway. interpreters here now, uh, as uh, <laughs> clearly the baseball's uh, <laughs> disciplinary committee did. Um, so uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, human beings, all... Like any human being with fists and uh, and 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 the the gumption to want to throw them, like why are we adding twenty thirty more people to the fray? Yeah, like, part of me. Part it's of a me simple fix. Like when you have that number of people who are on the benches already, is yeah. keeping the relievers out of it really going to make it bad? You know, I suppose there could be a hothead in there who is going to throw gum, you know, exactly, throw gum and throw peanuts, throw, throw peanut bins on the field. You know what I mean? Like it's just. That was the other thing, too. That was the circus-like aspect of it. Like, it's all over, and now here comes a guy who's pissed about getting ejected, throwing gum wrap. Like, now players are picking up gum off the infield. Like, what are we doing? You know, I, I mean, I don't know. Can I be honest with you? Yes, my, sir. The, that, my favorite part of was the that? Whole thing was Rendon going left-handed, like he did on, <laughs> on the swing against Brett Phillips. But, <laughs> did he connect? Did he connect it like he did Ron Phillips, too? He did. Oh, my it was, gosh. It was a pretty good shot to the face. Uh, but my, my second, close second favorite part was the slow-mo shot of Bryce Iglesias seeding the field. That was awesome. <laughs> is it the first instance of an interpreter ever being suspended by baseball? Is that a, is that for, a, an on, for an on-field incident? Uh, to my knowledge, yes. <laughs> and... I, I, I mean, will, they, will the Angels be able to replace him as an interpreter, or will they 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 will just have a communication problem for those two games? I, like, I the, the, you know, I think I think that one day it may be problematic. It just make sure it's uh, 
it's it's not on the day. Well, if if we look at the rotation, I don't know that there's a Spanish-speaking starter. Is Trout trying to get hooked on phonics real quick over the next two days to try and <laughs> contribute in that respect? So I'm, I'm trying to lighten it up a little bit here, I guess. Oh, man. I appreciate it. Jeff Passon, thank you for the time, sir. Really appreciate it. Always uh, um, enjoy our chats. Enjoy the time, uh, the quiet time Always. at home. Take care, brother. I'm going to go do some chores. Okay. And throw, <laughs> and, and throw out that headset. That's garbage. I don't know where you got that from. It was terrible. Garbage. Okay. Take care. Jeff Passon, everybody. <laughs> at Jeff Passon. One of our favorites. Go ahead. You tell me if, I, if I'm on the lawn here on this, uh, on this brawl stuff. Telling the kids to get off it. Go ahead. You can tell me. It's kind of like fighting in hockey. It's like oddly necessary. Is it? I think. Well, I mean. I don't know. I've never been. I mean. I, I'm, I'm just growing saying. Up, I hit like, people. It never, you know, never escalated. Dude like broke, his, broke his elbow. But that's his own fault. Because oh, he fell coming, out, coming off the bench. Yeah. Like, like stay uh, in the dugout. If you're injured. No, you're not. Look. He's not wasn't injured. He, know, he like hurt Rendon, himself in like the, Rendon too. You already have a broken arm. You're out for the year. Yeah, but what, what are you doing? It's it's the id is kicking in in that moment. Like we're we're gonna go throw hands, okay? And You're what, not what about Rendon makes you think that he wouldn't be one of the first two? I'm just saying. I I can still just understand the benches. I still don't understand. Like these people are, they're in a pen. It's called a pen. You're in a pen. <laughs> You're penned in. You are literally pendant. You must open a gate and run a long way. Three running the length of a football field. It's a 100-yard dash. You are undertaking a 300 plus foot run to join this thing. Not just like, oh god, that's in front of me. Oh god, my guy's getting hit. I got to go. And I'm right there. It's right in front of me. I got to go. Like that instinct, that fight or flight moment, I understand. You fight. Yeah. I get that. But you're in the pen. You're all the way out there. You have to literally open a gate. Pass through a fence. And go join and run, well, <laughs> right? Well, lightly jog. Try it. Yeah, well, try. I mean, this—it's yeah, a light jog. If you just think it's just—that's the worst offense. If it's just one of those pushing and shoving things, and everybody comes out, and it's just like, let's okay, let's go back to our corners. We get yeah. it. You've made your point. You made your point, and everybody's runs in. But I, I how, do you ban, how do you ban? How do you get rid of the brawl, though? I would. How do you ban it? it uh, you don't ban the brawl. You ban joining the brawl. And you can't put a full-on, if you leave the bench, it's all over. As he said, one-on-nine is... is right. yeah. But I get what you're saying. You like, are just making a conscious decision. You may yeah. not join the... Fr- Sorry, bullpen guys. We know you're team players. We know you want to support your guys. We know you want to be there. You may not. Because a fight amongst 60 people is much easier to break up and is less dangerous than a fight amongst a hundred. Isn't that simple math? I mean, it does make sense. <laughs> Could you imagine if they still have more verbal the than math, but it's simple math. <laughs> they got in the carts they used to drive the pitchers in. Oh my god. That's what I said the yesterday. Mr. Yeah, yeah, the Mr. Mr. Matt cart. cart and jump in. <laughs> Would have been yeah, on the top of the cart. Running around driving. I don't know. Take a break. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ron Shelton coming up in hour three. J.J. Moore, the Carolina Panthers coming up. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, DJ Moore, the Carolina Panthers coming up. We'll talk a little bit of football and what's going on in Carolina. Uh, I don't know what he'll tell me about the quarterback situation, but I'll, I'll fish around a little bit. I think he'll tell us everything that's going he on. He was on our uh, fantasy team last year, so we'll let him know. He was, he was dynamite. Very good. Terrific player. So he'll be joining us shortly. Just want to pause for a brief bit here and uh, give a, a couple of cents about uh, what we're hearing from the Deshaun Watson um, disciplinary proceedings that's going on right now between the NFL and the Players Association and what's being reported, what's leaking out. And apparently this is day two. Sue L. Robinson uh, is the independent judge that is going to rule on this. If she rules um, anything other than zero games, the commissioner has the right to lower it or increase it and according to reports the nfl went in and asks is has asked or their stance is an indefinite suspension meaning watson would have to sit out this year and then apply for reinstatement i mean that's the ultimate and so that's on one end that's the the one end and the other end is apparently the players association is asking for zero games. And look, I I understand the stance of zero games from the standpoint of they want to point out uh, the hypocrisy of the NFL's stance on disciplining owners and players. They want to do that. They also would love, I think, to really stick it to the league and have the first ever instance of this independent judge deciding discipline and then creating a a situation for the commissioner where they put into the collective bargaining, the commissioner can lower it or raise it as long as it's not zero. If it comes in at zero, the commissioner can't do anything. The league's hands are tied. And I think the players association would kind of love that, that it's just like, yeah, we, we told you, you should have been out of discipline a long time ago. You can't be the judge and jury so they rem- they removed him as the jury part. The jury is this judge, and they want to remove the judge part too. I think they'd love that. But I, I just want to say this: if this comes up with zero games, there will be such a major hue and cry, including from this seat. Zero games for Deshaun Watson's behavior. 
All you got to do is just read these depositions and read the details and hear his complete utter lack of ability to rationally explain himself. And when I say rationally, I mean for somebody who's, in my case, just very eager to hear something understandably exculpatory from him about his own behavior. And I haven't heard anything remotely close to that. And that if he gets zero games and gets to play all games and make $46 million, what a horrible look for everyone, including every other player in the association that I understand is doing its job right now. But just think of the ramifications if what comes out of all of this is Watson loses no games this year and makes all of his $46 million. What a mess that would be. So I just wanted to get that off my chest here as this process is going on. And again, I understand everybody's stances and what they're trying to do for future disciplinary hearings and also point out a hypocrisy. But I I, I think Watson is the wrong vessel to point out a hypocritical moment and also to try and stake a claim on this method of discipline and this format of discipline. What a huge mistake that would be if it comes out with a big fat zero from all of this. Still here on NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Audio. Is Kevin Costner the best movie star athlete of all time? Uh, Best movie star athlete of all time. Well, we heard P. Diddy couldn't throw, right? So that's why he never made it to to Friday Night Live. If you think about it, in Bull Durham, he switch hits. He bats left and right-handed. He's played golf. Obviously, he can throw. Really good golfer. Hits a 7-225. He can pitch. And he could pitch. He's got a pretty convincing, you know, form off the mound. He could build a team. I got one for you. Sylvester Stallone played soccer and... Oh, soccer. Don't forget victory. Victory. He was a terrible, convincing soccer player. He was terrible. I'm just saying, I'm throwing that out there as a joke. Victory is the sports version of The Great Escape. Yes. Got it. Is if they made a sports movie, they they, they remade the, the Great Escape, but made it a sports movie. Yeah, movie, he was the goalie because right? well, he couldn't play. That's the joke. Yes, right. they threw him in the net. But he saves the game. Uh, but what uh, else? He just, sorry. He, I, I mean, he, he's, he, he can he can train. We know that. He can, he can, a, I mean, I mean, can, he can run down a chicken. <laughs> I mean, him and Carl Weathers on the beach in Santa Monica running. Come on. Oh, yeah, and hugging it out. I don't know. Costner can hit, throw, golf. Just trying to, just trying to think of other. Uh, I, I appreciate the. Uh, like Jamie Foxx. You know, he's a pretty uh, good quarterback. He's long rumored to be making this Mike Tyson movie. Is that right? Um, I mean, Costner's shown off a, a ton of ability. Yeah. I mean, has Corbin Burnson been anything else? I mean, I'm trying to go through other sports movies. <laughs> well, we got to say Mark Harmon. Ah, actually, yeah. quarterback UCLA. Yeah, and, I'm saying in but his he movies, was in, he was just he was just in one movie, in Stealing his movies, Home. He's not playing sports. I know. I'm just which is my favorite the- my favorite autographed uh, item in this in this sports item in this studio is the bat. The bat. The Billy Wyatt bat from Stealing Home that we had both Mark Harmon and Jodie Foster autograph. 
That's got to be a one of one on planet Earth. Oh, yeah, that and that was my well, question to you, Chris. Do you mean like the person who is the best actor who plays in sports movies or the person who plays the best athletes in the no, movie? No, the I'm actor about, who, who shows yeah. off the best athletic yeah, prowess, prowess. That, that you're not looking at like he can't throw. Yeah, right, right, he can't right, hit. Right. She can't throw. Yeah. She can't hit. That's what I was thinking about. Could be Madonna. I don't know. Gina Davis. I mean, yeah. Olympic archer. Gina Davis. True that. Very good. Good chat, everybody. <laughs>